name is Michael Bosey. Welcome to Marketing Without the Marketing. Uh, happy to have you join me. And this is the last episode in a little mini-series that's Social Strategy 201, part of a larger series called Content Marketing 201 that goes through web, blogging, email, social, and next up is going to be about how to run a proper online store and optimize that too. But let's cut right to it and talk about an ad strategy. I want to focus on Facebook in particular, just because it's the thing I get the most questions about. And frankly, you know, in my client work, it's the thing that I've done the most work with. Uh, But this would also apply to other places where you can run ads, certainly Instagram, part of the Facebook world, Twitter, Pinterest, uh, and even Google, too, even though I've not done as much of that in uh, the work that I do for clients. But Facebook... um, Well, look, if you're running a Facebook business page, and who's not, uh, you know, ads are really the only way to reach your audience now. As you know, organic reach is way, way down over the past number of years. So Facebook doesn't leave you a lot of options except, oh, guess what, to pay them to reach your audience. And we've seen this really dropped pretty hard since, let's say, you know, when they started, it was a a 100% organic reach, right? That was the promise. Uh, That went down to about 12% in 2013, down to about 8% in 2014, 5% or less in 2015, 2016. And since 2017 to now, it's held at about 3 to 4%. And that's just because they can't go much lower or people are going to bail. But when you think about what this means for you and me, That means if we have a thousand followers for our Facebook page, that means only 30 will see any given post and you don't get to control which 30. And yes, you can drive that number up if and only if you get engagement on that post and then the algorithms will help you. But even so, it's not a good idea just to rely on that. So we turn to ads because it's our only option. But unfortunately, here's what I see. People think, and this is even clients of mine, that, hey, we'll just boost a Facebook post and that'll be enough. Or we'll just run an ad and that will take care of our marketing, right? These these activities as standalone strategies are not worth it. Now, I'm not down on ad strategies in general. They can be a really helpful boost if they're used properly. And to me, there are two cases where it really does make sense to run an ad. Number one, where the people you want to reach are actually reachable. And number two, where you need a quick accelerant, if you will. Let's look at these two factors. First, let's make sure that the people you want to reach are actually reachable. And this is best described using an example from my client work. So I have a client who's trying to reach teachers, but teachers aren't on Facebook as a rule. So it makes very little sense to run Facebook ads on the platform if teachers are not there. Now I got another client who's trying to reach parents of teens and tweens, and they are super easy to reach on Facebook. So it's totally worth doing ads in in that regard because they're there, right? So we can target them and uh, run ads that are specific to them because they're actually there. Now, of course, look, these things are both generalizations, but you get the idea. You can't just wish the audience to be there. You have to follow the data. 
All right, number two, the point about acceleration, right? When you need a quick boost. Now, everyone's impatient. This is not the point. Just because you're impatient or I'm, I'm impatient about a, a thing taking off, a product that we're trying to launch or a, a strategy uh, or a new campaign, everyone's impatient. I want to look beyond that. And again, with an example, uh, I got a client with a consumer product who started with no email list, no social presence. So we're starting from scratch. We have to get some awareness around this. So if we got nothing to lean on, this is a good time to pay for awareness, right? And same thing with another client who's doing a book launch. And we really need to pump up the pre-orders so we can gain some momentum with Amazon and get into that coveted also bought category. This is another good use of an ad strategy. It's worth paying for this boost of attention. However, huge caveat. This is only worth it if we have our website set up to actually do something with that attention. And I cannot emphasize this point enough. Do not run ads without a customer pathway in place before you start the ad. I talk about this concept a lot. I have a whole recent episode devoted to this called Creating a Pathway to Purchase under the Web Strategy 201 series. And this is the whole point of this 201 series. You have your five pillars set up, web, blog, social, email, store, and they form a pathway that your customer can go down. So how do ads fit into this pathway? Let's look at each of the five points. First of all, your website. You want to have a specific landing page set up to receive the ad traffic with specific calls to action and specific to-dos uh, for people when they get there. Your blog. You want to write specific pieces to support the sales process. Pieces that will be well-articulated, informative, and serve to build trust that you're the person who can solve the issue that someone's having. We need to have these set up in advance so that they, they support people coming down this pathway or this funnel. Number three, social. Give people a way to connect and converse with you. And most importantly, it's your opportunity to listen to them. I did an episode on that called Listening, Asking, Interacting, a couple uh, episodes back in the feed. Number four, email. We want to move people to an email list if we can build up enough trust that they will do so because this is where the conversions happen. They don't happen on social. They don't happen on a blog. They don't happen on a first touch on a website. They happen because of email. The data bears that out in a very, very strong fashion. So we want to try to get people to our email list. And finally, the last and most important point in the whole process is your online store, right? We got to the sale. We got to the point where we can actually ask for the sale because we built up enough trust. But this has to be optimized for this critical decision point. And that's going to be the next subsegment of this series, Online Store Strategy 201 as well. Now, once you have all this set up, then you can run an ad or do a Facebook boost. Once you have all these things set up strategically to carry a potential customer through the entire pathway, then you can run an ad, right? And of course, Look, 
conversion rates are not going to be 100%, but you want to give them a chance. You don't want to just send people to your site or have them click through and they don't know what to do. They don't know what the next step is. You just, you know, count on them coming back. No, do not leave this to chance. Do not be fooled that your product is so good that it will sell itself. Do not be fooled that your customers will just get it. Do not be fooled that your product is unique. Even we fall into that trap all the time. We just think, oh, the thing I'm doing is so great. People get it. It will just sell itself. That is not the case. We have to assume that you and I as small players, we start with zero trust from the market. And that's fair. And we have to show over time that we are ultimately the only option. And this does not happen by chance. It happens by repeated exposure and building up trust in that entire process. You got to put in the work. It's the only way. And of course, we get better and better at doing this by measuring and then iterating. And, you know, I got an episode in this series on measurement and iteration because we got to learn from the things that we do once we put a stimulus out there uh, in the form of an ad or any post or anything that we do when we, when we interact with our audience. Observe it, make adjustments, do it again. And that's why this all has to be a coordinated campaign, not a one and done boost, right? We need it to be informed by real data. If you can't commit to that, ads will be a waste of money. And I would strongly suggest that you don't use it as a strategy. Ads are not a bad thing to do. They can help a lot. But we just want to be smart about it. That's all. It's really that simple. We want to go in with the strategy, understand what we're doing, work to get better at it. And, you know, once you find that fulcrum uh, where it starts to work and all of a sudden you, you find a tipping point, it can be amazing. I mean, look, if you could generate out of a $20 ad spend $200, if you were able to unlock that uh, reliably, you do that over and over again. Instead of $20, you'd throw, you know, $200, $500, $1,000 at it because now the engine works. And if you can unlock that, it's super powerful. And that's why I'm not against ads. It's just that we got to be smart about it. That's all. Now, as a last point, I will say that in general, I've been having better luck with Twitter ads and with Pinterest ads lately Though there's one exception where I had a just a horrible campaign on, on Twitter, just did nothing. It was total crickets. But in general, I feel like those have been a little bit better. And that it makes sense because Twitter and Pinterest, um, you know, they're fighting uh, against the big dogs of Facebook and Google. So they're really trying to make it worth it. And I feel like it's been a better value for the money. But again, it has to be that your audiences are, are actually going to be there. So it, it depends. And I don't have that much experience with Google yet, though I look to get into to doing that a little bit more. I mean, I do a lot with organic reach with SEO, but with Google, you can pay for search terms. And of course, it's relying on actual passive search. But look, you know, we know the terms to target from keyword research that I do for clients and the data that we collect from your actual site. Uh, from an amazing tool in Google Analytics called Search Console. If you don't have that set up, I would say drop everything and do that right now because, man, that is a just such a powerful tool. It tells you exactly what people searched when Google 
served your site in search results. So you start to know exactly what the connecting points are between people who are searching and you. And it's amazing. And if you want help setting that up, book a session with me. We'll, we'll walk through it together on Zoom. Just go to controlmousemedia.com slash strategy. This is such an amazing tool. Uh, you have to have this for your site. It does such great things, gives you such great data. Uh, and I can give you a walkthrough on how to do that. So let's, let's do that if you're up for it. All right. Last thing that I'll leave you with is just, you know, with any paid campaigns, the rule of thumb that I say to, to my clients is I want to see some action being taken by the user. Make them do something, right? Not just a view or ambient awareness of your brand. Make them do something, right? Maybe that's register for a free trial or subscribe to your mailing list or enter a, a, a drawing or something that shows that they're actually taking a step towards a paid conversion, even though you know we're far away from being able to ask for that conversion just yet. We're still top of the funnel. But awareness campaigns are not a good spend on Facebook or anything else or just to boost metrics. Like, we don't want to do that. That's just pay and pray. Never mind spray and pray. <laughs> it's pay, pay and pray, which is even worse. All right. Well, I hope that this has given you a bunch of stuff to think about regarding ads. Yes or no? Uh, are we going to do ads or are we going to just stick to organic. There's no right answer. You know, I mean, it just depends on the particular thing that you're trying to achieve. And sometimes ads are a great instrument if you do it right. So I would love to hear from you and your experience on this too. You know, if you had experience with successful or not Facebook ads or boosting posts or Instagram ads or even Twitter ads, Pinterest ads, or even Google. Do you get a lot out of this or do you find it to not be worthwhile? I would love to hear your experience with it as well. Hit me up on Twitter, on LinkedIn, or on Patreon. Uh, all of those, my handle is at mbozi, M-B-O-E-Z-I, and would love to hear from you. All right. Thank you, as always, for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.